0: He's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider.
2: The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Got my mojo
0: Got my mojo Got my mojo mojo Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker. We also get Alex. You know, it's been uh, a while since we recorded last. Uh we had to take a week's break just because of uh scheduling issues, but you know, we just watched double team and guys I have a question for you. Did you know Dennis Rodman used to play basketball? I've heard that defense wins games. Uh <laughs> offense wins games, but defense wins championships, so maybe you should oh. bone up on your <laughs> Close uh enough. Yeah. yeah, we'll take it. We'll take yeah. it never boned. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Parker, there was a lot of news this week. And, you know, a lot of stuff has happened. There's been South by Southwest, a bunch of trailer releases, and uh, various casting news. Could So could you give us everything that you got on it?
2: I don't know, man. I mean, the people waiting to hear us talk about movies, do you really think we should waste their time with all this comic
0: book news? I, I mean, okay, there's just so much here. We really should know all about it. So, Suicide Squad has found its new Deadshot, Will Smith
2: has departed the project for reasons, and now Intercello will attach okay, himself all right. to we any franchise. No, every okay.
0: single time that you bring up that fucking movie, I have a Vietnam War flashback. I, I cannot physically do this anymore. Okay, no news this week. You just you're relieved of news duties until next week, Private. So let's talk about what we watched recently. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take the liberty of going first. I took this time to watch as many movies as I possibly could. Uh, first movie, San Soleil, a waste of my fucking time. It's basically Koyanis Katsi, except, oh, we went to Japan and we looked at stuff. Then I, I watched- don't know any of those words you just said. <laughs> Three
2: white douchebags in douche
0: Japan. <laughs> we're not friends because we're white. <laughs> but we are white. <laughs> we're friends. <laughs> Then I watched Fire and Ice, another Ralph Bakshi movie. Uh, It it was okay. Uh, The animation's pretty nice, but it didn't really knock my socks off. Then I watched The King of Comedy, uh, which I've been trying to watch it for a while, but my file was kind of messed up. It wouldn't play for some reason, but it's like, okay, if I sit down to watch it, this is a top five uh, Scorsese movie for me. I, so I
2: love who this. Who your favorite king of comedy? Did you like Bernie Mac? Cedric the Entertainer? Which one is your favorite? <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're all kings in a way. Uh, Alex have you oh, seen no. The King of Comedy? I don't think I have. Oh, I would say you should try it out. I'm gonna give you a couple hot takes here. Robin, Robert De Niro's best performance in any movie ever and at this point I don't think it's close. Uh, the only good movie with uh, Jerry Lewis, which is not saying much <laughs> at all. So, I, I watched a movie, and I seriously, I love this movie. I This might be, like, my number three Scorsese after Goodfellas, and, uh... uh what else did I have up there? Oh, jeez, it's, it's, it's... Please it's... say The Departed. No, no, That's it's, raging, it's Raging Bull. <laughs> but, uh, th- this, this is, uh... This is special. I mean, this is there's no gangster stuff in it at all. It's just it's just a straight, uh, very very dark comedy. And for most of the movie, basically the idea is Robert De Niro is a struggling stand up comedian, and Jerry Lewis is a very successful one, and uh, he he really wants to get on Jerry Lewis's show, and he ends up stalking this guy throughout the entire movie. And there's one part that would make Parker very uncomfortable because there's essentially a home invasion scene, uh, but it's oh, played played. Uh, it's all played uh, kind of like uh, awkwardly so it's still like a little bit funny but also very very uncomfortable so uh Parker's toes would curl and uh anyway throughout the movie you kind of get the idea that well geez maybe he's unsuccessful for a reason he doesn't seem like he's a very funny person and then at the end uh he gives a big uh monologue on Jerry's show I won't tell you how he gets on there but he does get on there and uh it's actually really, really funny at first. You're just like, oh, wow, this guy actually is really, really talented. He's actually funnier than Jerry Lewis, which is not exactly high bar to Low clear. Low bar to clear. Yeah. How <laughs> and, does he doing it? <laughs> but the other thing is that the monologue, the more you listen to it, it's, it's so pained and so really tragic and sad. You're like, why is the audience laughing at this? This is just like the saddest thing I've ever heard. Honestly, this movie is a masterpiece. And I, I do not... Throw that word around very often, but I, I only like every third episode. Yeah. No, this one, this one's <laughs> earned it. it. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't throw it around that often. I think you guys throw it around a lot more than I do. But uh, this yeah, one, yeah. this one, I'm going to say it like good. three <laughs> times today. Yeah, yeah, probably. This, this one's, uh, this one's really, really good. So I give this one a very, very high recommendation. Then I. <laughs> I don't know why I did this. Uh, a while ago, a movie trailer came out that my brother really, really wanted to see, but we never got a chance for. It's This is called Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gabagool. Let me tell you something <laughs> why about did you... Zack Snyder. <laughs> why did you watch this? Just to make that joke. Uh, oh, Zack... fair. <laughs> you know what? I got you. Zack, I <laughs> want to talk to you about... Less. I feel it. Also is like, I remember seeing the trailer. I was like, I really wanted to see that. I was like, that looks like it's going to be really, really good. But, again, Zack Snyder. Here's the thing. I'd rather watch a Zack Snyder movie today than, like, three uh, Steven Spielberg movies today. Because Zack Snyder, say what you will about him, at least that guy really, really tries. Sometimes he really screws up, but at least he's putting forth his full effort into it. Contrast that with Steven Spielberg, who just so blatantly does not give a shit. You look at The Post. You look at Ready Player One. He hasn't tried since... Again, minority report. But uh, Zack Snyder, he's like, he's putting his effort into stuff. And it may not always go well, but at least there's effort there. And that I don't know. I think that goes a long way. Uh, As for the actual movie itself, it's about owls. Um, They fight. It's like Lord of the Rings owls. Uh, some might say of the night.
2: birds of the forest just <laughs>
0: <God, damn it. laughs> stumbled into each other with the exact same stupid joke <laughs> uh, there is one part that kind of stuck with me it's, uh, I had trouble staying awake for, during this movie imagine why it actually looks really good so it's got that going for it um, I think my favorite thing about it is towards the end uh, there's a story of two brothers one becomes evil one becomes good and uh, the good one ends up killing the bad one. Oh no, I suppose oh, the hell's movie. And uh, at the end, the brother's just like, the one who lived, is like, kind of shocked and uh, just obviously doesn't feel good about what just happened. And everyone else is celebrating and says, this moment will be written in the history books forever. And the look on his face just says, oh my god, they're going to write down in the history books that I killed my brother forever. And then they play like a Jaunty song over the uh, end credits, so hope the kids are happy. <laughs> Um, anyway... What the fuck did you
1: just say? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Sorry, continue. You don't don't want to hear any more about the Owls movie? I do want to to hear
2: everything about the Owl movie, too.
0: That's really all I got. I gotta admit, it was kind of dull. Alright, so I moved on to uh, The Right Stuff. Are you guys familiar with The Right Stuff? Is that another owl movie? No. No, this one's about oh. this one's about <laughs> outer space. This is where it's about I the I don't uh, give a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> oh, you were
2: waiting for it, weren't you? Oh man, uh, waiting a week and a half for that. one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um the Right Stuff is about the first men, uh, whoever went into outer space before they went to the moon, and uh, it's actually really good. It's based on a Tom Wolfe novel. It's three and a half hours long, so I had to watch this in segments. Uh, but actually, I actually kind of liked it. And then. Uh, you know, I watch movies often in like sort of a chronological order. You can see the way that film develops over time and the way that, you know, society changes over time and stuff like that. So I watched my first ever uh, in history, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker movie, also with Kevin Bacon, Footloose, uh, which was uh, somewhat better than I expected because I've never seen it before. And boy, it's, uh, it's, uh, kind of, it's kind of got a lot going on. I'm not a huge fan of the songs. But uh, there's an opening segment. <clears throat> there's uh, like these it takes place in Wisconsin, so there's not much to do there. And uh, these two cars sort of like driving down a highway. There's nothing coming at them because it's fucking Wisconsin. And this one girl is like standing between them, one foot on one window, one foot on the other window, and it's barreling down the highway. It looks like a uh, Mad Max, but with cows, and it's just. She's going really, really fast, and I'm like, she should be dead soon. And then a, a tractor trailer comes like barreling towards them, and I'm like, oh, she's seconds from death. She's actually going to die. She's like inches away from death, and they somehow survive. And that's in the first ten minutes of the movie. I'm like, wait, this this might actually be kind of good. Uh, that doesn't happen. Our anymore. song, Christopher. Uh, well, yeah, there's that too. Um, John Lithgow's a uh, joy to watch in this movie. Uh, overall, yeah, it's kind of cheesy and, and kind of, uh, incompetent in a lot of places, but it's it's also kind of fun. Again, the music is really nothing to write home about, but Kevin Bacon's a lot of fun, turns out. Kevin Bacon is fucking great in that Yeah, he is that really That is really
2: good. a lot of fun, and most importantly, I can't believe they managed to get that
0: horse to talk. Uh, here's the thing about Sarah Jessica Parker. You were waiting for him to stop talking. <laughs> here's the thing about Sarah Jessica Parker. First of all, this is, I believe it's her first movie, or one of her first movies, and, uh, I didn't know how short she was. Turns out she's only like 16 hands high. And, uh, then I... <laughs> 16 hands, or three cams, depending on your unit of measure. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I think that's how I started thinking about uh, Sex and the City, too, because uh, I looked it up. Turns out, I think she got CTE from this movie, because in every other promotional picture for Sex and the City, she looks confused as hell. She's not looking at the same character that any of the other characters are looking at. So... Uh, yeah, she must have got kicked in the head while dancing. Anyway, the, the movie you knows what it are. has It's Sarah Jessica Parker. The, bo- the the camera just keeps cutting her like, Look, we have Sarah Jessica Parker. And everyone's like, Who is that in 1984? Then I watched Stranger Than Paradise. <clears throat> are you guys familiar with a play, Waiting for a Godot? It's often described as a play where nothing happens twice. Stranger Than Paradise is a movie where exactly. nothing happens 75 times. I watched a couple of those this week. Yeah. Then I watched a Godzilla movie. It was okay. And I moved on to. Okay. It was the. It's. How do I. I don't really know what the name of it is. It was originally released just as Godzilla in Japan because it's like the 30th anniversary of the original movie. Oh, the one from the 80s? Yeah, they called it Return of Godzilla. So, uh, in America, they released it as uh, Godzilla 1985. I watched the Japanese version because I heard the American version wasn't very good. Uh,. Anyway, this one's actually pretty good. The first 15 minutes are better than anything else that Godzilla had ever done previously, so it's got that going for it. It does a thing where Godzilla doesn't fight with other monsters, it's just considered a menace, which some people say that's how it should be, but I also want to see Mothra again, so, you know, it's a little bit of both. It's it's pretty good.
2: Uh, it's, oh man, you're in that good stretch now, buddy. I, I hope so. Describing Godzilla as a menace feels <laughs> a little bit understated.
0: I don't know. I think menace is a decent enough word. Uh, angry God. Oh, Godzilla is word. egged my house again. Oh, darn it. No, I, I don't oh, Mr. Wills. <laughs> it's a word that I keep seeing online. Uh, and then uh, two extremely serious ones where I only had the one joke for it. I watched Apollo 11 uh, in theaters. Please, please see this movie in theaters. I think this might be one of the best movies I've ever seen ever. Uh, I my my job was on the ground. I this is incredible. This is a miracle of, I mean, of human undertaking, obviously. Um, and unfortunately, I turned to my young female accomplice after the movie, and I said, uh, "I don't think it was Stanley Kubrick's best work." Uh, it's and, and this movie is really, really fucking good. Say it. The, the soundtrack's say really good. Say it. Oh, it <laughs> actually okay that that word doesn't really apply here because it's oh that doesn't I don't really think that works but uh, it's it's really really good and I, I already bought the soundtrack immediately oh by the way play the soundtrack when you do anything it'll seem like a million times more important I, I did it while uh, unboxing my blender and it felt like I was defusing a bomb Uh here's the thing I feel like man landing on the moon is like one of the things that kind of gives me faith in humanity it's like this is the reason that you know it's still worth believing in humankind and uh on the other hand it's also possible to see man at his worst I've been watching a Parker's gonna groan a Um, nine hour subtitled documentary are you okay called Shoah. it's about the holocaust and it is considered... Are you okay? I, it's... I, I kind of... Look, anti-Semitism has been in the news for various reasons. Some might say, uh, in my everyday life. Yeah. Because I live in Texas. Yeah, it's... I mean, there's a thing about political discourse that I just can't despise, and that... It's more like it's anti-discourse right now. It's it's designed to keep people from talking instead of actually discussing things and moving forward and building any meaningful uh, resolutions to anything. Uh, seeing something like Shoah is soul-draining. It's this this one really 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 hurts to watch, uh, and I think it should hurt. Uh, this is for everything about you know painting the Sistine Chapel or putting a man on the moon we're reminded that man is capable of such things as the holocaust and uh it, it this is a great documentary I'll, I'll give it that much but uh after i'm i'm done with it i'm i'm not going to ever watch it again because uh i it, it's uh it's it's a painful sit-through then i watched double so you <laughs> watch two movies
2: about fake things got it <laughs> jesus <laughs> all right Bidding, kind of Thank Park. you for not making me be the one to say it. I really appreciate it, <laughs> Parker. Parker, what did you watch? <laughs> you're gonna make me follow the fucking hot. Whatever, I'll follow <laughs> the Holocaust, dude. I'll Thank you. This All right, I appreciate that. So this week, I watch one movie for every single thing that's bad about being a Baldwin. <laughs> oh, Parker, you're up. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Well, let's you know, let's change the tone of this conversation. Let's talk about a day last week where I came home and our roommate had the very first Twilight movie on. Oh God, I Ooh. forgot about this.
0: So you had to so watch the rest the of li- them, right? You give moose muffin, buddy.
2: They're in the living room. I'm sitting like off to the side on the computer. And a couple hours pass. I look over. I'm like, they're still on screen. This movie's not two hours long. And then a couple more hours go by, and I keep looking back, going, "What? This movie's not that long. Like, how are they just now playing baseball?" And then I realized, <laughs> oh no they decided to marathon the whole franchise in one day. Oh, so I yes. experienced that just like leaving the room, going to do something, walking out and just seeing Rami Malik talking about her unborn child. Oh, I forgot he's in those movies. Uh, boy, it, it was is. a powerful afternoon. Cause I would just sit there with headphones on, do my thing, turn around and just see just no context. No knowing of anything. Just the worst CGI jumping around trees the werewolf
0: transformations it was it was beautiful we give a worse CGI I'm going to be seeing Anaconda in the theaters I'm so excited oh, I'm so jealous take me with <laughs> so, you so so good friends don't worry
2: I watched Biker Boys as well <laughs> thank you <laughs> as soon as my good friend Alex said Kid Rock's name is Dog and he wears a dog collar <laughs> the second we ended that call I found a copy of it man oh man if there's nothing if there's one thing I love it's watching people race for lids I don't know who designed the effects for when Lawrence Fishburne had to go super fast in his races (laughs) (laughs) they're fucking incredible it's like Speed Racer but 15 years ago. It's like the Mr. Krabs meme (laughs) 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 It's, it's not a good movie but it's also a fantastic movie But here's the thing. So, we had watched Torek, watched Biker Boys. It wasn't enough. I needed something else that dealt with high-speed chases. Alex, my good friend, are you familiar with the movie Joyride? Boy, am I. Oh, my (laughs) fucking God. Is Joyride incredible? Oh, tell me. Okay, so... (laughs) Our main character, Paul Walker, buys a car because he finds out this girl he desperately wants to fuck is now single and he's just gonna road trip to go meet up with her but it turns out on his road trip his brother has just been arrested and he has to go get him out of jail so enter paul walker's brother steve zahn you figure it out steve zahn buys a cb radio convinces paul walker to fuck around on it and it essentially turns into him using it like an aol chat room in the 90s and just trying to catfish lonely truckers this leads to them catfishing a lonely trucker voiced by Ted Levine. They crank Mr. Levine, he does not take kindly to it and spends the next hour chasing them and trying to murder them. It is incredible. I I had so much fun with this stupid ass movie. One might call it a masterpiece. If they were so inclined. <laughs> Like they get to this hotel and this guy's being a real shithead to him, giving him a bunch of attitudes. Like, hey, it'd be really funny. Tell Ted Levine to come to this motel and give him that dude's room number, and they do. And then Ted Levine murders that guy and spends the movie chasing him because they cucked him. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. Movies are really good sometimes. Other times they're very disappointing because your friend watched Velvet Buzzsaw and boy, Ooh. I tried to tell you what an underwhelming movie. It's like a Tales from the Crypt episode from season six. That's an hour too long. It's r- such a letdown. Well, Cause I love Nightcrawler, and I was so excited for it. But it's just, how is that movie boring? Like, I don't, how, I don't understand. How like, do you fuck that up? We ended up watching it parts. Just go got an hour in. And was like, I'm gonna go to bed. And then we finished it like four yeah. days later. It's, it's a real letdown for me. I really wanted to like that movie so much, but I tried. I'm sorry. I tried really hard. How do you have a movie for two hours with the artist's name is D's and no one says D's Nuts? I was <laughs> livid. I'll have you know that I said that like 20 minutes of the movie and yeah. I thought she was just gonna leave. You can't not. They tee it up like 40 times. <laughs> have you figured out why John Malkovich is in that movie? No. Me it's neither. just like Bird Box. He just shows up for like four scenes and is like, alright, bye movie. Thanks for the paycheck. Let's see, I Watch a bunch of garbage, but let me get to something I know you'll appreciate. Now, I bemoaned the question, where are the ninja movies? Friends, I found yes. them. Scott Atkins is a hero to trash cinema everywhere. That man, who's a fantastic martial artist, is doing everything he can to bring back schlocky garbage direct-to-video action. He was in not one, but two movies about himself as a ninja in Japan. <laughs> all right, so go This on. one, everything about Ninja is bad except the fights, which are all great. Like every single fight scene is like, oh shit! Like the whole movie is like a curveball. You're like, okay, the acting is garbage, the story's garbage. It looks like it was filmed on an iPhone. Oh shit, that's really good. So that's all right. But then we get to Ninja Two, Shadow of a Tear. Like shit you not. <laughs> <laughs> the movie opens. With black and white World War II footage like, extra, extra, our boys are overseas! And it's about soldiers in Burma being attacked by ninjas. (laughs) Cut to present day, and y'all, the fight scenes are so fucking good. There's a scene where he's trying to infiltrate this drug dealer for reasons, and they get what I could just only assume is fucking Japanese meth, and he is tripping balls and then beats the shit out of six people. It's so good. There's so many throwing stars. There's people getting nunchucked in the face. It's... Alex, just go ahead and just download Ninja, too. Yeah, yeah. You you owe it to yourself. Scott Atkins is a hero. He is the face of white guy karate, which is something near and dear to my heart. Movies are good sometimes. I think... Yeah, you know what? That's good enough. I don't need to talk about more kaiju movies. Hey, here's my review of Captain Marvel. That was pretty good. That's it. That's all I have to say about it. It was a movie. It was fine. I wasn't bored during it. I'll forget about it in two weeks. Oh. Yeah. I guess you could say the Internet Trolls really they accomplished something with all those reviews, y'all.
0: Wait, wait where were the Internet Trolls reviews going? Metacritic oh, or, buddy. or Rotten Tomatoes? They
2: bombed Rotten Tomatoes and they bombed it so hard that Captain Marvel only made 15 million. I'm sorry, 150 million US. <laughs> so, good job, Alt-Right. You did it again. <laughs> Well, if, Sto- if Solo is any yardstick, that's a box office bomb. So yeah. <laughs> He Apparently. trolled a movie with bots that ended up making almost half a billion dollars globally in a weekend. Take
0: that, women owned. You know, we wouldn't even be talking about Captain Marvel if it weren't for this very, very bizarre uh, backlash. You know? It's it's weird I mean, that, that it that's even part of the news. Awful. That people I mean, were, you know, initially it became a news story because yeah. the, the initial reviews were... It's not that good, is it?
2: Well, well, this is this is what happens when you call your shot on Ghostbusters and it lands. Yeah. yeah. They got they got a little too big for the bridges and now here we are. Yeah. Hearing about this with every movie with a woman in it for the rest of our goddamn lives.
0: Which is weird. I, I still don't know why we didn't hear this about Wonder Woman. Maybe it's because it's DC no one had any expectations to begin with. Well, uh, our good friend just,
2: he was not gonna say no, like, a woman's only screening, but what if I show up? Are you gonna remove me? And you know, <laughs> That's the kind of hero we need. I am here. a sovereign citizen, sir. <laughs> sir, let me into this theater. Did that
0: ever end up happening? I feel like... Who? I hope he's dead. Who fucking cares? Parker. (laughs) How do you gotta talk about Joel like that? I'm gonna... (laughs) Parker, we're gonna do that at some point. I... We have to do it. It's called gonzo uh, journalism. <laughs> it reminds me of about, uh, about
2: about the guy complaining that there was a woman's room at work where he just assumed that women went in and took naps and shit. And it was for like breastfeeding mothers, And he's like, why don't we have a men's room? I would take naps on the clock too. <laughs> the internet <laughs> is a disease. <laughs> I spent my whole childhood like, man, I can't wait till there's a way where I can just talk about all the nerdy shit I like with people all over the world. And I won't just get bullied for being the fat kid in Texas who wants to talk about Star Wars. And now I never want to talk about Star Wars again. So good job, Internet. I think you can thank Star Wars for that. Yeah, that's basically Star Wars fault. Okay, Star Wars and/or Ghostbusters and/or any movie. Period. All right, yeah, three for three there. <laughs> I Internet did nothing wrong. Moving on. Movies are garbage, and I hate them.
0: Okay, let's talk about Double Team, I guess.
2: Uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters 3 is going to be really good. They're going to go back to the original cast. Who fucking cares? There was one good one 30 years ago. Kill yourselves. <laughs> okay, that's uh positivity. Parker, is are we are we sure there was one good one 30 years ago? Hey, you know what's a worse movie than Ghostbusters 2016? Ghostbusters 2. Please at me. The movie's dog <laughs> shit.
0: Anyway. Hey, yeah, you're not wrong. So, double team. Yeah, double team. Uh, you know, we watch a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. One would say, not enough. But somehow, Correct. even Jean-Claude Van Damme gets overshadowed in his own movies. And it's not hard when uh, the person overshadowing you is six foot seven. Enter Dennis Rodman, who, uh, my first hot take, he's a surprisingly decent actor. Uh, but, you know, Ooh, that is quite a hot take. See, so here's I'm my. I'm just gonna thing. go and sit I'll, on let this me, side Let me let me back it up here. Uh, I'm comparing him to other basketball players who were turned into actors, which is okay. That is a very different yardstick. Okay, yeah. See, that's the thing. Is like if we compare him to Michael Jordan, who obstinately refused to act on the set of Space Jam, and Shaq, who just can't act. Uh, you leave Kazan out of this. <laughs> don't make me jump timelines. And also Freddy food. <laughs> and also Steel. And also Good Burger. I had to think about it. Alright, yeah. c- counterpoint, he got game. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, uh, actually, I, I will say this. Dennis Rodman is, uh, I don't know that I'd necessarily call him fun to watch, but uh, I think as soon as he takes his glasses off, he's uh, he's one of the best parts of the movie, he's actually pretty good at acting with his eyes, or at least better than I anticipated Because I've listened to a couple podcasts where he comes on and uh, praises the murderous dictator of a... Of North Korea, but uh, he I'm doesn't. I'm glad you brought that up, Chris. He always... <laughs> this oh, reminded
2: me of my favorite Dennis Rodman anecdote. Go ahead, <laughs> which was back during the first Trump North Korea summit. There was a Politico piece that was like breaking down like all of the the parties that were involved and stuff, and it had like their little country flags underneath them. And underneath the picture of Dennis Rodman was just a basketball. So now whenever <laughs> I see him, I just think of Dennis Rodman from the Nation of Basketball. They.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's true. He did used to play basketball, as the movie makes quite clear Don't say. on a number of occasions. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is my first exposure that. The, to that. Yeah, it's, it's not just
0: the title of the movie, but <laughs> one of the reasons I recommend it is that stupid giant basketball that they use in lieu of a parachute.
2: And that, when that popped out, I was like, okay, what are they going to do here? It's like
0: some wingsuit or something.
2: And then he just turned into an inflatable basketball. And I was just like, oh, fuck
0: off. And then somehow they live through that. Their bones should be jelly. Y'all, you guys know how I
2: feel about puns. I fucking love puns more than anything.
0: Oh, and this movie
2: was like four bridges too far in the book. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme should not say puns because he can't.
0: He puns can't don't speak. work when you can't speak the language. It's so weird that that guy's finally plays Tommy Wiseau's accent. He's just doing a Jean-Claude Van Damme impression his entire life because that's exactly what he sounded about. Offense gets the glory. Do you know what they say? Love is blind. He delivers punchlines like the wheelchair kid from Malcolm <laughs> Beat.
2: Fucking terrible. I don't need a tete a tete with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman.
0: Why are you suddenly speaking French? I got some Sakura. movies I watched recently for That's you, all Parker. You can say. Pass. That's all you can
2: say. <laughs> can I just say like before we get into the, like the nitty-gritty of this movie? Was it me, or does he look just like Chris Pine in this? It's you. Yeah, his hair was fucking weird. It, it's like hair from hair was scene weird, one, yeah. something the, was off. The,
0: the face has nothing to do with Chris Pine's face. You might have a concussion. Okay, yes. so after this movie, it's very possible. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's uh, let's get right into it because the movie certainly does. The movie movie begins very quickly, doesn't it, Parker? And
2: boy, does it ever! <laughs> just this, <laughs> this big weird ass ass exploding through a wall. <laughs> These Look. Miami Vice-looking credits, and then a truck flies through a wall. <laughs> I did not know that I was signing up for a monster truck movie, but boy, <laughs> am I glad
0: that I did! <laughs> uh, why wouldn't you be? Uh, and it's Jean-Claude Van Damme doing it. You'd think he'd do a bunch of like kung fu and stuff like that. No, he's going to drive. So the the That's first scene's entirely sure. pointless. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) It has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. He just drives a monster truck
2: through a moving train, and it smash cuts to the actual movie. It's like the cold open to a Bond movie, but so much dumber.
0: And again, it doesn't even get referenced again, except, yeah, there is a bad guy. His name is Stavros. He is on Comtown, so watch out. (laughs) Thank you.
2: I bet Bill Belichick knows him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Deepest cut possible.
0: Uh, we got the Chapo crowd. <laughs> now. Fuck these rules. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I try. Yeah. Anyway, uh, three years later, no one ever mentions. Hey, remember this time you drove a monster truck? Would it be cool if you did that again? Nope. Uh, he's real. He's relaxing on. Uh, I don't know where. I don't remember. With his doesn't wife, matter. who's pregnant. And... None of the locations
2: in this movie mean anything. It doesn't matter. Except for Just a bunch of vaguely Eastern European countries.
0: I wanted to say that Jean-Claude Fantin puts the twerp in Antwerp. Boom, got M. But, uh, Boom. Yeah, it's not even really Cross good. that one off the list, yep, I guess. There we go. That's the only note I wrote. <laughs> uh, and that's a bingo. <laughs> <laughs> he gets dragged back into the game, much like Godfather 3. And uh, he's got to find uh, Stavros because he's the only one who knows how he thinks, how he moves. He goes to Antwerp and goes to one of those... Uh, I guess it's one of those sex parties. I just don't understand these the, these weird leather parties. Maybe it's because I'm not a pervert. Uh, it's, I... The
2: whiplash of this movie to go from truck driving through walls to three years later to, oh, my wife, I love you, and baby. <laughs> Cut to sex club. Like, All right. We're eight this minutes is in. Like, yeah, I was going to say, this is like not even ten minutes into the movie. Oh, yeah. this
0: is It's a lot of information to take in, and at no point does the movie make you care about anything that's going on. Like you're still to your in the dark,
2: you're still it, elbowing your way past people with a bucket of popcorn. Going <laughs> shit, fuck, shit, shit. What the fuck is that thing? <laughs> There's so much information here that in any other movie it would be confusing, but none of it actually matters once the plot gets going. Right. So
0: you you can just scratch your head all you want. It doesn't matter. See, I don't really think that Jean Claude Van Damme. Sorry. Quinn, is very well characterized. I'm not calling him Quinn. Yeah, exactly. I don't think Jean-Claude Van Damme's character is very well characterized. You don't know much about him. You know that he loves his wife and child. Yeah, big deal. So does everyone. It's you, you, you need to know a little bit more about this character. You don't know anything about his childhood, how he thinks, how he feels. I just want to get Stavros. And I know that's mostly like par for the course in a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, but... I don't know. I, I, you got to have a little bit more, you know? I get more characterization in a Fast and Furious movie. So, bar to clear. But uh, another one who isn't particularly well-characterized, but I would say you don't really need it because it's sort of like introducing him to the world, is Dennis Rodman's character. He just, he's a bad boy. He knows weapons and must really like sex with people in leather. Which, uh, I guess, who doesn't? You know, I'm so glad they didn't have him doing ASMR in this movie. Different yeah, era. His, uh, Can we
2: talk about his fucking steel plate bikini that he wears? <laughs> it's very, very I, uh, powerful. It's a
0: weird uh, occurrence that like he didn't wear that at all on the court at one point. Guys, hey,
2: white America, look at him. He's got a piercing on his belly button. You freaked out yet? How are these two oddballs gonna get along? He has <laughs> triggered. He triggered yet. <laughs> Uh, Guess what, Cucks? This black guy's got two piercings in his nose. He's got a tattoo.
0: <laughs> his hair is all sorts of wacky colors. Sir, that's not your natural color, sir.
2: His sir, hair looks time. like the mask. His hair,
0: his hair looks like a tennis ball. <laughs> uh, yeah he's a, at one point even he draws attention to it like John claude Van who does your hair Siegfried or Roy so I had to turn on subtitles for shout, it. shout out to this movie for having a Siegfried and Roy joke yeah you know, even in 97 everyone knew that, the dudes were gay yeah <laughs> boy that's a time capsule joke right there but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but said, speaking of people getting eaten by tigers, comma said,
2: you're crazier than my hairdo guy. It's
0: just like, oh Jesus! Uh, well, we'll get to the tiger in a second. But the one guy—oh, yes, wait, wait. we will. But the one guy who I would say is actually decently well characterized is actually Mickey Rourke's character. I actually think they do a pretty good job of him and no one else and part of it is Mickey Rourke is the only one who's really trying in this but uh I remember uh, when Mickey
2: Rourke had like a real human face with skin yeah, well. this is the
0: first movie I've seen where Mickey Rourke
2: looked like a human being and it was it, it was shocking it right? was rough for me I was like yeah.
0: what the fuck is that I love the body though This that is those are goals right there uh, oh. he's, he's good and he you know he I think he's adding things to the script I don't think the script was nearly as good as, uh, as he was making it but uh, him talking about like how much he misses his kid even though he's an evil terrorist I guess it scene sort of reminded me of uh, one of the opening scenes from face off where it's like he, he can't pull the trigger because you know son's there and stuff like <laughs> that and uh, he, but here's the thing about <sighs> Stavros there's a lot <laughs> of stupidity so cool. surrounding him. So the first scene we see him, he uh, he puts that bomb in that guy's car, right? And the guy blows up. That guy locks <laughs> himself in the car.
2: How do you how do, you oh, do that? Oh shit, get me out of
0: here. <laughs> it was a fucking bomb clock that counted up. Like, what? And there's that, but he also locked himself in the How do you do that? The guy himself in the car was really How good. the hell? Stop, you Turned the child locks on. Oh shit. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying anyone deserves to die, but that guy had it coming, all right? You, you can't get yourself out of a car. You send other people to their test. No, no, no. You deserve to buy that farm. Uh, the other thing that was really, really stupid, I think the movie was, try- did you notice this? This wasn't a copy of the movie being in like poor condition. This is an example of the movie just being really bad at editing. It tried to show stuff from like Stavros's perspective. This is at, like the big carnival scene, you know, when they're like shooting each other. Uh, I have a lot to say. about There that was like scene. A, bunch, a bunch of like cutting scenes, like boom, boom, boom. It's like oh, he sees the world in slowed down frames or something like that. It makes it easier for him to <laughs> shoot people.
2: <laughs> Every fucking guy that jumps out in this scene just looks like somebody in time crisis. <laughs> just
0: rolls out from behind a bush in exactly. and slow. <laughs> oh, <my> oh. <laughs>
2: fucking Deadeye mode and just headshots all these
0: guys. You notice that none of the civilians were killed so they get bonus points at the end of the round. Well, well, I mean, uh, one uh, civilian uh, 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 were you watching did. watching the same scene? Did I miss something? Where Which of uh, the civilians got got? I can think of one civilian specifically. Which which, which one? This I... kid. Oh. It's fucking
2: murdered. That's, yes. that's supposed to lose fight, sorry. Anyway. Oh my god. I was dying and that kid just got... <laughs> locked up and it was
0: entirely his dad's fault. Oh yeah, absolutely. First of all, his dad brought several guns to a carnival and grenades. So uh, what did you think would happen? And But here's my favorite part of that scene. And Alex, I'm pretty sure you picked up on it too the tiger at the carnival which he can communicate the movie is directly implying that he can communicate telepathically with that tiger because the tiger makes eye contact with him and looks up at jean-claude van damme's position and roars directly at him on a straight vector to where he is and that's how stavros knows that he's there so i have a question
2: is that supposed to be the same tiger? In my heart, I hope so. Didn't. Oh, it has to be. It has to be. I think it, it's funnier if you could just telepathically communicate with two different tigers. I, you would have told me when we showed this movie, hey, look out for Chekhov's tiger.
0: <laughs> boy, those two the, words are next to each other in my notes, don't worry. Those, it has to be the same tiger. Why, why would he just let it go? It didn't get shot. So... <laughs>
2: You were there when my boy was killed.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> my son's spirit lives inside you, tiger.
0: I think that must have been like one of the cut plot points where they were going to be like... Uh, <laughs> his son's ghost possesses the tiger. Yeah, he's he's a tiger whisperer or something like that. They call him the tiger, and they couldn't get him to say Not that Not only, in only English, he a, you know. is he a renowned international like criminal and museum owner, <laughs> he runs awesome. right the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie That I forgot about from the last time I watched it Says The thing just looks directly at him And says he's over there <laughs> I got a
2: bad feeling about
0: this John Guys <laughs> something's not <all> right <laughs> So they go into, a, I guess, a maternity ward, and uh, there's a bunch of babies yeah, that's all over the connected place. to a carnival. They're, they're, yeah. I don't really know what's going on here. You're asking it you to kidnap by carnies at that point. All, all the babies are over there complaining about the last Jedi, and uh, uh they yes. have a big gunfight. Just put there. the tiger
2: cage up next to the ICU. <laughs> Nothing will go wrong. <laughs> Nothing we could <can> do. <laughs> they're normally such a gentle breed. I don't know what. <laughs> Right, oh, this that, is the second tiger-related <laughs> 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 The Chad Binkle Tiger. <laughs> oh,
0: man, that makes two baby killings by a tiger. They're officially canceled. <laughs> I'd like to Frosted announce Blake's that all tigers have been canceled
2: great. to a permanent end. <laughs> it's open season if you see a tiger right between its
0: fucking eyes. <laughs> so... At, you know, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme could not pull the trigger because he was near his son. You unsolved, as the movie will later say. But he has no problem just unloading his clips when he's surrounded by a bunch of screaming babies. So I mean, wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> well, a heartbeat. <laughs> We have real do That people we'll regret this. Anyway, uh, yeah, they have a big fight and stuff like that. There is a grenade that's put in the baby's basket. A ple- <laughs> Parker. So cool. Parker, do not say baby boomer. And uh, anyway, this ends I'll up. I'll just cross that one off, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> this... I didn't ask for notes. <laughs> Whatever. Are you trying to fill the board here. Or... <laughs> this almost. This essentially almost kills uh, Jean Claude Van Damme, who wakes up on the colony, which means. He was reported as dead there, and now he works, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life, with a bunch of former CIA operatives and terrorists to bring down other terrorists. So now they just and all they just get live along. Club Med.
2: Yeah. They just live at Club Med solving crimes for the government.
0: This was a twist
2: I did not anticipate, I'll tell you that much. Right? When I looked down, I saw I am 20 minutes in, and he just woke up on a secret prison. <laughs> After a grenade got thrown at an infant. Like, anything's possible at this point. Turns out anything is about 20 minutes of him doing stretches, but... Oh, um, yeah, he starts bending like he stretched fucking Armstrong there. Man, there was a lot of notes that I took during this scene, such as, our good friend Jean-Claude Van Damme goes to the pool to meet the other secret agents and or criminals. Walks (laughs) up to one guy, says, Wow, I thought you died in Lebanon. The guy responds, Oh, uh, actually, it was Beirut. Show of hands, who knows what country Beirut is in? He <laughs> <laughs> just call Jean Claude Van Damme's bluff, you're fine. <laughs> 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 I heard that, and I paused it and went, Hold on. Wait, did you How Google many it? People-
0: did that line get through? <laughs> he, that's the thing Play is it? he doesn't say so? he doesn't say specifically Beirut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, relax. Relax. New Mexico.
0: No, Albuquerque
2: Nah, you nice, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this they... had my guard that th- that had my guard up at every point during the scene, and there were things I noticed that just had to be in there as Easter eggs, such as our good friend Jean-Claude Van Damme putting hand drawn calendars up on the wall of his club med jail cell and putting a thirty first day in September. <laughs> oh, okay, now that one is... I did not catch that. I feel, not feel like the, I,
0: I feel my like... My guard went up, and I started noticing everything. I Trust th- me. I feel like... I feel like the Beirut-Lebanon thing was, uh, maybe he just didn't understand what Jean-Claude Van Damme was saying, to which he could be forgiven.
2: <laughs> if only he could have consulted the script of the movie he had to read off.
0: <laughs> Beirut. Oh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just stuck in this fucking uh, Star Wars Episode One Senate Council thing, monitoring their, uh, <laughs> their monitors.
2: Shit-ass <laughs>
0: Minority Report.
2: Dude, the fucking, they show the first thing with the plane that gets shot down, in air quotes, by North Korea. And they crack the case because Jean-Claude Van Damme thinks the U.S. press secretary is telling a lie. <laughs> Watching this movie in 2019 is something else. Oh, yeah. I didn't spend, like, 20 minutes thinking about Jean-Claude Van Damme as a precog. You are out of your mind. <laughs> it was incredibly distracting for me yeah
0: anyway he really wants to get out because his wife is I guess kidnapped now he knows well he, he wanted to get out to see her anyway I mean who wouldn't I'm just but, uh, putting it
2: out there guys if if I end up at a fucking club med for
0: super geniuses I'm just gonna stay put <laughs>
2: i will not break out you'll have to find another <laughs> they, made
0: a, they made a really big deal about that guy coming out of the pool like they slowed down the frame and everything as they sh- as he shook all that water off his off his body and i'm like oh he's gonna be like a sidekick later on or something like that be like watch out for the big badass and uh, he never comes back he just hits jean Claude van damme a couple times oh he comes back once wait what is what does he uh come back for when jean Claude van damme's escaping the island Oh right He's yeah. the guy He's, underwater I, mean, I thought in like a bigger capacity You know I, I thought he was going to be at the final battle Or something like that uh, Whatever, this whole oh, I'm glad that did. guy's on our oh, side Fortunately
2: <laughs> the tiger had to take his place Well we'll talk about that climax Which uh <laughs> Due to a contract dispute The actor was replaced
0: by a live tiger <laughs> Worked in Mandy Anyway uh, So he, he ends up searching for Stavros. Now a lot of stuff happens in between that uh, he finds... Oh my god, what was the name of uh, Dennis Rodman's character? I don't even remember. Whatever, I'm I call only him wrote Rodman. down Dennis Rodman. <laughs> yeah, so Dennis Rodman's there again. And, uh... It's, it's kind of great because this is when the basketball puns really start kicking in. There's a whole lot of them. This is where the infamous, they jump out of an airplane in a giant basketball. Which, I the first time I saw it, I was laughing hysterically. They start yelling at each other for no particular reason. Uh... <laughs> Then, at one point, they're like, oh, we have to go incognito. So, for, and at this point, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme has already criticized Dennis Rodman for sticking out in public. Rude. Wink, wink. Yeah, and, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Jean-Claude Van Damme puts on this fucking, like, John Lennon-esque glasses, this bizarre wig, and I'm like, what in the world is this guy doing? And, it, and of course, Stavros sees right through it.
2: We need to blend in. I'll dress like Polly Shore and Ceno Man, and you dress like Dick Tracy. Great, <laughs> great fucking plan, idiot. You guys think this is where Ray Lewis got his seat? Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, it's one of my favorite things. Uh, and then uh, they're—I don't remember what happens, but at one point they meet the Cyber mugs. This is my favorite favorite thing in any movie is the phrase cyber monks. And and it's not just that. It's the way that Dennis Rodman opens his eyes and looks at Jean-Claude Van Damme and says, they've been collecting this data for thousands of years. Cybermonks. That's right up the back. Why wasn't the movie about these guys?
2: Man, when they go to the fucking cyberpunk la- like they like their hideout and the fucking Cybermonks are using a trackball, I fucking lost my mind. It's the most 1997 ass thing I've ever seen. This was the second point at which I paused the movie to make sure that it was truly a trackball.
0: Look, I love it. I love it so, so much. And I can't get over the guy with a beard offering a fist bump, and then he gets a porn pop up. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just dismisses it as like, "Oh, wow, that crazy internet."
2: <laughs> God, the internet. The early days of the internet were so fucking cool. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna watch Hackers this I'm week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you guys a little Same.
0: spoiler: a movie that we will not be watching. Uh... I forgot the name of it. It's a Dennis Rodman movie that also has Dane Cook in it. That one also (laughs) has Cybermonks. That sounds like my... I'm sorry, what? The (laughs) Cybermonks cinematic universe? (laughs) That all have Dennis Rodman? Yes. Yes, indeed. Except for this time, Dennis Rodman is the lead role. So... Oh, you, have to, you hate to see that. Yeah, you hate to see Dan Cook even more. Some He's for Dan, Dan Cook, Cook is fucking yeah. awful in that movie. I don't remember Hi, what it's called. I'm J-Bone. Welcome to the Cyberpunk. <laughs> Cybermunks is, seriously, the Cybermonks are like my favorite part of this movie. Again, just the way it says, Cybermunks. What a great fucking idea. I fucking love this movie. So, the cyberbugs tell him, to go here, or something, and, uh, indeed Which he does le- go Which leads,
2: leads into the one joke I laughed at. What was it? Thinking. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> Let's see what I have in my pockets. Ah, it's my lucky coin, and my lucky detonator, and my lucky plastic explosives. Wait, <laughs> like... Forty percent of the dialogue in this movie is just ADR after the fact when oh, no yeah. one's mouths are yeah, on screen. Could, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You see Dennis Rodman deliver like three lines of dialogue yeah. the entire movie. <laughs> it's, it's rough. not uh, the sign of does good a performance. Good like, it
0: though,
2: you know? I, yeah, we'll I, fix it in post. Yeah. It's fine. Also, every single character in this movie talks and, and like wire? Val Kilmer in The Snowman.
0: <laughs> so many fucking basketball puns. I can't get over it. Oh. I like and there were so many that I didn't even write them down well I mean I yeah what's the point so they, they, you would yeah. there's no way you could track all of them offense gets to glory but defense wins the game he's up it's good I'm gonna to have to call that a five pointer <sighs> now that's what I call hang time man I hate to practice uh t- airball he even says it like like it's a little five-row. oops air ball <sighs> <Threw> a man's <laughs> skull at the wire anyway. Um, Can we
2: talk about how there was a fight scene And the guy he was fighting had a toe knife Oh yeah I forgot about that <laughs> Oh <laughs> that I was, when he fights that. the guy that played Masuko on Dexter <laughs> Oh my god You can't unsee it dude Oh it's true it. It's true <laughs> That guy just has a machine gun inside of a fucking briefcase. so fucking cool. And the entire gimmick of the scene is that he can't aim it because it's a fucking briefcase gun. Hey, Jean-Claude, I just watched Desperado. I have an idea.
0: Uh... (laughs) Thank you for not doing a stereotypical Asian accent for the director. This one time. That's
2: in the... That's in the post-show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we weren't recording okay. when we did that. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about the toe knife and the uh, garrote wire, which apparently can rip through wood.
2: <laughs> just out of nowhere, there's these two James Bond villains with, like, distinct weapons, and then they're easily dispatched, so can get to the tiger. <laughs> by the way, with, like, 18 minutes left in the movie, the big bad guy just gets shot by a nurse, like, three times. <laughs> <laughs> He's never any worse for wear. He's he's shirtless in the whole finale. There's nary a scratch on him. Buddy, that's a different guy. What? They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> that is a different ass guy. I ref- you know what? I'm you not going to go, go back put it and on right check. now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, It's not, not worth not it, trust me.
2: Because there was a point in this movie, I'd say about 45 minutes in, where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to rewind anymore. I'm just going to assume I saw what I saw, and that's fine. Cause I kept getting confused. Like, wait, how did this scene lead to that scene? Oh yeah, it, it was just so refreshing to be like, no, nah, I don't care. Chris will explain it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you picked it. The burden's
0: on you. Well, anyway, this all leads so up let's, to. Sorry, that's it. Go ahead. No, let's
2: just get to the moment I've that you for. picked this movie for. I
0: I feel very strongly that this is the greatest climax in cinema history. Let's, it is let's, the most climax. This is. Let's go down the inventory of uh, stuff we have here. We got Mickey Rourke, Dennis Rodman, Jean-Claude Van Damme, that one guy from the Indiana Jones movies, a baby in a basket, <laughs> uh, a tiger, a live tiger, makes the difference, a minefield in a Roman coliseum. Let's see what they do with it. The realization that the tiger was
2: foreshadowing is (laughs) the happiest I've been all week, by a long shot. And also, all of them just take off their shirts at the start of this scene. (laughs) for No reason.
0: Uh, What What do you mean, no reason? It's the most important thing in this movie. Anyway. uh, Oh, yeah. And a motorcycle. Dennis Rodman does, in fact, ride a motorcycle. So, uh... And also, yeah, great idea to move around the crosses to uh, confuse them about where the mines are. Why didn't I? Do- you know what's not a great
2: idea? Putting the crosses down in the first place in your fucking minefield. Oh, yeah, there's that too.
0: Well, Stavros is uh, very normal and very regular, so. Uh, <laughs> They have you know, big, I miss my boy, like, you threw a grenade at a baby. It's your fault. <laughs> there's a bunch of uh there's a big fight scene that's a lot of fun to watch. The tiger chases Jonglot Van Dam throughout the Roman Coliseum. And uh <laughs> then I my favorite part, Stavros steps on the mine. Oh you're totally fucked out. Oh shit, here comes the tiger. And then he just lets go of it. The biggest fucking explosion you've ever seen in your life blows up the tiger. They have to run for this explosion. And, oh, here's something I forgot to add to the inventory. The Coke machines. (laughs) The,
2: the coke product placement in this movie is incredible. It if is If you go back great. to the, the fucking carnival when he's like running along that ledge and just starts slippity sliding Three Stooges style on a bunch of coke cans, and just like kicks his legs up in the air like a jackass like seven
0: times in a row, like he's fucking Michigan J Frog. If, if I could just give uh, a quick, if I could just give a quick ad read here. The only thing that owls love more than worms and voles <laughs> and sugar water is the delicious, refreshing oh. taste of Coke.
2: <laughs> now, you said that Dennis Rodman is in the scene, and that's correct. But you forgot to mention how he entered the scene, which is <laughs> through dirt bike.
0: He came oh, I thought it was a bike.
2: Same <laughs> difference. <And laughs> where did well, he actually? <laughs> there's a lot going on
0: it's it's like my favorite thing he's, he's just and he picks up the baby in the basket that way it's my favorite
2: and then like he returns to like help in the fight and goes oh don't worry I left your baby in this corridor it <laughs> fine yeah no, no, he, he, like, comes back, he's like, don't worry, your baby's safe. And then they go to pick up the baby. He's like, oh, I left that baby somewhere in this dank dungeon. Like, <laughs> he's around one of these corners. <laughs> the fucking, the way <laughs> the Mickey word dies of having to face, like, do I step off this landmine and explode, or do I let this tiger eat me? <laughs> I mean, the tiger's the tiger gonna do it one way or another.
0: Explodes you know? into bits. It's like, he knows if he's gonna go out, just, I just love the look at his face, it's like, you just know that if he's gonna go out, he's gonna go out with the greatest death in cinema history.
2: <laughs> the entire building explodes. This the thing that stood up for hundreds of years destroy the fucking Coliseum with landmines. <laughs> uh, sir, you can't bring a tiger in here. This is a historical artifact. Oh well actually three thousand years ago they were fighting tigers on this very ground so You don't understand it's for a movie. My
0: boy died. <laughs> My boy died Mista. <laughs> you notice he says Mista throughout the movie and said Mister, kinda of like Harley Quinn. Mr. Anyway. <laughs> uh,
2: great. Mickey Rourke is Harley Quinn. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that
0: Mickey Rourke was related to Josh. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. Uh, so at the at the end of the movie, Dennis Row's just staring at the destroyed historical artifact, just be like, oh, I bet I'm gonna get blamed for this. <laughs> well you know, I wonder what the fine is going to be for this. Basketball.
2: And then he throws his fucking two-faced trick wins. <laughs> 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 it's a smoke! Pot. <laughs> He fucking pocket-sands that dude so he can make his escape. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, ah, that was very good, and just leaves, which begs the question of why he was there He in literally the first says, days.
0: toodaloo.
2: <laughs> he's like, yeah, what are they going to do to me? He's like, okay, yeah, and then just drives off. So, not that we need to spend too much time on the continuity of this dumb fucking movie, but that guy's stuck on Hell Island and isn't allowed to leave, except to go chase
0: other people. Like, yeah. why doesn't he just, like, dip? I think he's gonna... Well, because then his guy is gonna come after him, and then... Oh. And then everyone gets (laughs) off the island. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, darn. Somebody
2: else escaped. Who's got this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's just the easiest scheme in the fucking world. Oh, we got hoodwinked again. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are, like, super genius criminals and secret agents. Like, you can't fucking come up with that? They've got them tracking mind crimes and like reading through stuff. Uh, now we're just gonna chill here, you know. The pool's nice. Uh, it's catered, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna chill here for the rest of our lives. Family, thanks for dead. That's cool.
0: No biggie. Jeez. What a
2: powerful movie that I didn't know existed until this episode. You know, that's
0: the thing is, everyone has their own personal favorite Jean Claude Van Damme movie. I think for most people, it's Bloodsport for fairly obvious reasons. For me, it's Double Team. I think Double Team just has a lot going on in it. Although, I will say, I still think Dennis Rodman's the best part of the movie. Especially when he takes off his sunglasses. Because I think he's actually a pretty decent actor. Uh, I, I, I think he tries pretty hard in this movie. And he doesn't have a tremendous amount to work with. But uh, he's fun. He, he really is a lot of fun. You know what? I'm going to assume that he's not this much fun in literally any other movie. No, no. He? Definitely do not watch the one with Dane Cook and the other cyberbugs. You know what? I was not going to. I promise you. Well, Actually, No, not, no, do no, 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 trust me. Trust me on this one. Dane Cook is so fucking hard to
2: watch in that movie. I have two more Joyride movies to watch, Alex, you don't understand. Oh, God, are there more? Buddy. I did not know there were more Joyride movies. Buddy. Oh, that's a game changer. It is, isn't it? Oh. Oh, fuck. It's so cool that the ba- the main villain's entire, like his motivation, his reason for going through this plan for years and years is the Eric Andre meme of him shooting his own kid. <laughs> How could <laughs> you have done this? <laughs> <sighs> God bless. So, thank you for this gift you've given me. Uh,
0: thank you. So, what uh, what's our next movie gonna be?
2: Well, if no one else has any ideas. I was looking on the old IMDb. So we all love Face Off. Yeah. We all love John Woo. Yeah. I've never seen Broken Arrow. Just throwing that out there. Wait a second.
0: I think I might have seen that. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me look up who's in Broken. I think I Just saw that. Just putting with- that out <laughs> in the ether. I think I saw that with Do my Do what dad. you want with that info. I Do am what you want with- very okay with that. being the hold the hold. Up, hold, up, hold up. Broken Arrow, Broken Arrow. Oh, Christian Slater's always got the most hideous fucking face. Da, 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 da. This man's name is Delroy on the poster Lindo with... You chose Spongebob. this because it's a Star Wars movie Didn't you? Every movie's a Star Wars <laughs> movie If you hate women enough Usan Elam <sighs> Rogue stealth fighter pilot Dick Howie Dinkins. Long
2: <laughs>
0: Okay but yeah I, I have a seen rogue this stealth fighter I, pilot? I, actually, I have yeah. seen this with my dad Yeah, Okay this is, this is a powerful choice yeah, this, is, yeah, okay, this well, is happening. Okay, we can do this. Go into I, theaters I get the sense there's going to be a lot of John Travolta in our lives this week.
2: Oh, you better believe it.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things, a, a little inside scoop story for you. Watching this with my dad. One time I walked in and it was on. I didn't know what it was. I must have been like 13 or something. And I was like, Dad, what is this? He didn't respond. Dad! what What is the name of this movie? And he's like, And he responded with, it's a movie. (laughs) And I'm like, I know, what's the name of this? It's one for like 20 minutes. I had to wait for the fucking commercials for it to say, by the way, this is Broken Arrow. Why didn't you tell me? And he was like, huh? (laughs) Oh. He wasn't even that doing was anything. significantly more about
2: Broken Arrow than he was me. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, I love that I can just get a couple movies into the John Travolta IMDb before I find a gem. <laughs> Speedboat racing champion and multi-millionaire Ben Aronoff leads a double life that lands him in trouble with the law and drug lords. Speed Kills 2018. Starring oh John my. Travolta. I'm not saying I heard that's worse than Gotti, but I definitely heard that. <laughs> Oh, Too bad I already watched From Paris with Love. Oh, we could always watch it again. <laughs> we could, couldn't we? <laughs> oh my god! Boy, this IDB takes. It's so. real good. Ooh. you hate to see. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> I forgot about White Man's Burden, holy fuck. Oh now I'm just assuming Swordfish will be an episode eventually, so I shouldn't bother watching it this week. Damn,
1: A hard day's rockin'. Better slip off my shoes.
2: going to give me a little stretch.
1: And a bend, dip my toe to jacuzzi, baby. We slip out this book in the buttress of Windsor ho 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 who's this how's it going that's the first thing I'll say to you how's it going are you flowing Ooh. listen honey thinking about a couple things to say to you showing growing I'd like to place my hand upon your fucking sexy ass and squeeze. And squeeze. Take off your blouse and your underpants. Then take a look. Cause hear me?